I would want for us to have a look at a portion of scripture in the Bible that we are all so familiar with, but most often than not, we take it for granted because it's so common and so popular. We tend to take it for granted, but the word of God is such that you can read it a thousand times over and the Holy Spirit always has something new to say about it. That is the beauty of Holy Spirit. You can read the word and he always, always has something to say. So it doesn't matter whether you are familiar with it or not. Just allow the spirit to talk to you. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Come with me to Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now when Jesus was born, can I have that in New King James? You know I like New King James, not King James. New King James Version. Matthew chapter 2 from verse 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and I would please entreat all of you to minimize the movement. It's the distraction. Try not to move. When the word of God is going on, try to focus. Try to listen to the word of God. The movement as much as possible. Let's minimize it. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who who will shepherd my people Israel. It doesn't matter if you are least this, this afternoon. God is about to do something with your life. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child, I want you to take note of certain things, young child was. And when when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child With Mary, his mother, they came into the house and they fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gift to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. We thank God for the reading of his word. Amen. Few things to note before we dive into it. Bible describes these men as men from the east. 
it never gave a number. It says men from the east. They never said they were three, they were four, they were five. It only said they were from the east. And this is not a Bible study class for me to actually come into why people think it was three, but let's leave it here. And it says that they were from it is believed that the east is in the regions of Persia, and this region is a region where people are vested in astronomy and astrology. They know so much about it. So this is where the study of star and the sky and the world is very important to them. Very, very, very important to them. So when they saw the star, many believed that this star was very, very important because they were very good at predicting events using the stars, using what appears in the sky. So this particular star that appeared in the east, and I'm sure many people saw it. I'm sure a lot of people saw it. But the Bible says that these men, they had a proper inclination that this very star was no ordinary one, but this one was one that was heralding an event of cosmic effect. It was heralding the event that would not only affect the universe, but it goes beyond time and space. So when they saw it, they had a proper inclination to actually come to inquire and to find out what it is about. It was announcing something whose importance was so great that they couldn't sit on their bums without doing anything. Secondly, verse 1 says that after Jesus was born, after. So I'm, I'm assuming that it presupposes that time has passed, sufficient time, significant time has passed when he was born up to the time these men got there. And don't forget, they are from the regions of Persia. So from Persia to where they came, it's about a thousand miles and over. So it took a lot of time to get there. The next thing is that in the verse 7, verse 11, and the verse 12, it talks about the, type, the fact that it was a young child. A young child, which presupposes that perhaps Jesus was a toddler, not a baby. Matthew talks about the shepherd coming to meet the baby in a manger, but that was Luke. Matthew talks about the fact that this time it was a young child. I know I'm messing up nativity, don't worry, I know. I'm messing it up. And Bible says that they came into the house, which presupposes that it is likely because the census was over, the festivities was over, so there was space now in the house for the parents to move into. So they came into the house. I'm messing it all up. Don't worry, don't worry. There will be a Bible study on it. I know I'm messing it, don't worry. But my focus this afternoon is in the verse 11. Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped. It's interesting that these wise men went to Jerusalem, that is the capital city, to look for the king that has been born. Obviously, you will think the king has to be in the capital, has to be in the palace. Bible says that they came into the house, they saw the baby Jesus, 
they worshipped. I am here this afternoon to cause us to re-examine our life. Why do we do the things we do? What motivates us? I want us to realign our thinking to the word of God. Go back to basics to get it right. So that is my assignment for us this afternoon. Bible says in Matthew 2, 11, When they had come into the house, the first thing these wise men are teaching you and I is about seeking. When they had come, ask your neighbor, why did you come? Ask the person beside you, why did you come? Why are you here? Why are you here today? Why did you come to church? Was it because you wanted to go through the motions of church? Is that why you came? Or was it something else that drew you into the house of God today? Did you come because it's Sunday and you have to show up for everybody to know you are here? Because if you don't come, somebody is going to follow up on you to ask why we were not there. So you decided you would show up anyway. Or was it because you had understanding of the God you came to serve? Was that the reason you came? These men traveled a great distance. It was not an easy, easy task. It was not convenient. They traveled over a thousand miles to seek, to seek the king whose star they had seen. These men didn't just get up one day and decided that they were going to look for somebody, but they had, they saw something. And what they saw, they believed in it. They believed that this star was carrying a prophetic message that has been fulfilled. For that matter, when they saw it, they decided that it's about time we got up to see what the prophetic word is about. They traveled over the desert, over difficult terrains, just to seek. You are living in Ramsgate, yet you can't make the effort to come and seek this Jesus. You are living just five miles, two miles, three miles, but these men traveled over a thousand miles just to come and seek a prophetic message that has been fulfilled. See, the thing is that the pursuit of seeking after God is not an easy one. It's not a convenient one. It's not something that is so easy that you just get up to do. It takes effort. It takes everything for you to want to do it. So we are here today. But the thing is, they believed something. You see, they saw a star. And they believed in it. They believed with proper inclination. They discerned to know that the star was no ordinary one. And because of that belief, that belief brought them to seek after Jesus. Bible says that when they had come. So um, um, my, my question is, when you come into the house of the Lord, what do you believe? What do you believe in your coming to begin with? What do you believe in? Because these men believed in some. Bible says that when they had come into the house, and I'm still on verse 11. When they had come into the house, they saw. What do you see when you come? What do you see? When you come, what do you see? Interestingly, they saw a young child and they were not disappointed. They were not disappointed in that which they were not dismayed. Their attitude was not one that says that 
we regret coming all this way. Their attitude was not like, I've traveled all this way and this is what I get. This is all that I come to see. A child, a young child, and it's not even in the palace. It's not even in the capital city. It's in this small town. This is all I get. What do you see when you come? What do you see? Do you see a man when you come? Do you see human beings when you come? When you come sitting here and listen, is it because you, you came listening to a man or you came listening to the living God? Did you come? What do you see when you come? Why did you come? What do you believe in your coming? What do you see when you come? Are you seeing according to your carnal limited mind? Are you seeing based on your own realities? Or you are seeing him for who he is? How do you see? These men did not categorize Jesus based on the circumstances of his birth. They didn't put Jesus in some tiny small box because he was not in the palace. But with proper inclination and proper discernment, they saw the glory of a king. They saw that this young child is not just any ordinary king, but he is the king of kings and the lord of lords. That is what they saw in their coming. They saw the glory of a king. They didn't behave as though that they had missed out on something, something traveling all this way. These men were not confused about what they saw. They didn't feel as safe. They had wasted their time in coming. When you come, do you feel you've wasted your time? Is that how you feel when you come? I'm asking again, why are you here? What is it that you believe that made you come? And when you come, what do you see? The scene here is not talking about just looking. It's talking about illumination. It's talking about having understanding. It's talking about having comprehension to fathom something. It's talking about that understanding and that these men had understanding in their coming. There is a likelihood that you are looking at something but not seeing anything. Have you ever been in a situation where preaching is going on in church and you hear people just shout amen and all of a sudden you are thinking, what did I miss? You just brought to your senses and you are thinking, what did I miss? Why did everybody say amen? You are watching a movie with somebody at home or in the cinema, whatever, and the person just say, wow, did you see that? And you are like, what, 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 what did I miss? What did I miss? The thing is, you were both looking, but you were not seeing. And my sister is like that. You go to the cinema, watch a movie, and when you come out, she's like, you're talking about it. She's like, I didn't really understand it. What was that? (laughs) And you are like, Really? We had to pay this money and after everything you are telling me, you didn't get it. Oh my word. It is likely that you are looking. We are all looking at the same thing, but we are not seeing the same things. What are you seeing? What do you see when you come? Are you looking at it with your limited carnal mind or you are looking at it with God's eye? When you come, What do you see and how do you see? 
Amen. So this is talking about comprehension. Comprehension, seeing. Do you understand what it is that you are looking at? Do you understand what it is that you are seeing? Do you have comprehension? Do you have illumination? Can you fathom what is it that you come into the presence of God to see? Bible says in Luke chapter 20, chapter 2, verse 26, going. It says that these shepherds, out of the blue, they saw in the sky angels rejoicing and proclaiming the birth of a king, goodwill to all men. And what they saw prompted an action. Bible says that what they saw made them go to have a look, to see if what they had seen, the angels proclaim was true. And Bible says they went and they found this baby Jesus in the manger. That was where the baby was. And Bible says that when they had had that encounter, they went abroad. They went talking about what it is that they have seen. Because it wasn't just seen. They had understanding of what they had seen. They realized that this is the Savior. This is the Messiah. He is the one who is supposed to save mankind. That is what they saw. They were not just looking at something. But they had understanding of this baby that they had come to see. In the same vein, in the same look, chapter 2. There was this man called... um, Simon, from the verse 20 says, Bible says that Simon was a high priest. And it says that he said that God has prophesied, God has told him that he will not see death until his eyes have seen the Messiah. Now Mary comes into the temple with his baby, with her baby, and on the eighth day for dedication. And when Simon saw the baby, Bible says that he lifted up his hands and he said his eyes have seen, his eyes have seen that prophecy fulfilled. His eyes have seen the word of God that he heard so many years ago being fulfilled. What is it that you are seeing? What do you see? How do you see? And Bible says that after seeing that, having understanding, having had understanding that this is my prophetic word fulfilled, Bible says that he said, I can now be called home in peace because my eyes have seen the Savior. I've had illumination, comprehension, and understanding. In that same vein, there is that prophetess in the same Luke chapter 2. The prophetess Hannah. Bible says that Anna has been in the house of God. She's been serving God all the days. So Bible says that it was from her youth. And on the day that Bible says she saw this baby brought into the temple, she immediately raised her hands and gave thanks to God because her eyes have seen the Savior. What is it that you are seeing? What do you see? When you come to church, what do you see? How are you seeing? Do you see men? What do you see? How is your seeing like? Do you see God? She understood that this baby is not just any ordinary king, but he is the Lord of Lords. He is the King of all kings. That is who this baby, despite the fact that perhaps a baby in diapers, he could be in diapers or what? He is not just ordinary. He's not like the kings that I have known. But this one, no, 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 no. There is no other like him. That is what she saw. What do you see? Ask the person, the person beside you, what do you see? And when they had come into the house, Can I have my Luke chapter 2 verse 11, please? 
And when they had come into the house, they saw the baby, the young child, with his mother Mary. And Bible says that immediately. No, Matthew chapter 2. That is my main passage. Matthew chapter 2. They did something. What did they do? Immediately they saw the glory of that king. What did they do? They fell down. They fell down. These men that have caravaned over a thousand miles, probably weary and tired. But Bible says that the moment they saw, they fell. They changed their position. They changed their attitude. They, they, something changed about them. There was a positional change about them. These men who were schooled in astronomy and astrology, these are educated men. They are philosophers. And these are philosophers, educated men dropping. You and I, with our basic degrees, and our basic certificate can't even give thanks to God. But these were academics. These were educated philosophers who were dropping. Bible says that what they saw made them drop. What are you seeing? How do you see when you come into the house of God? These men entered and they recognized. It's so beautiful. They recognize who this baby was and come and see educated men falling. Trust me, they say that prostrating and kneeling is African thing. It is a biblical thing. I know some of you, when you go down, you might not get up again. Don't worry. You will need two men to help you get up. But these were educated men falling. They realized they were nothing before this child. They were nothing. They saw the, proper, the proper glory of this man. This man was no ordinary. He was no ordinary baby. You can't even lift up your hands to surrender. Bible says that when the prophetess Anna saw it, her hands went up in surrender. When the high priest Simon saw this baby, he carried the whole baby. Bible says that he lifted that baby in her hands, in his hands, it all went up. You and I, how are you seeing? Is all you see the pain, neglect, and the rejection? Is that all you are seeing, God? You, 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 you kind of, Christians of today are so disappointed because somebody lied to them about what it is to look for. So they are looking for the wrong things. You want to find him? You want to see him? Get into his word. That is where he is. You want to find him? He is in his word. He is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was nothing that was made. Verse 14. And the word became flesh. And it dwelt among men. He is the word. You are looking for him at all the wrong places, but where he can be found? He can be found in his word. Why are you looking for him? He can be found there. If you look there, you will find him. How are you seeing? How do you see when you come? They came. They saw. They worshipped. They came. 
they saw, they worshipped. These were philosophers who could descend the stars. They could understand the stars. They could see what was happening in the spirit realm. And Bible says that they fell. They fell down. Why are you disappointed in God? To the point that you can't even raise your hand to say thank you. Why are you disappointed in him to, to that point that you can't even thank him? What is it that somebody lied to you about? Because of that, you come into the house of God and you can't even praise him when praise and worship is going on. You come all depressed, all sad, because you don't come with the right attitude. Because you are seen wrongly. Yes, your healing has not come, but you are alive. It hasn't come yet. Yet the money you are looking for is not yet there. But still, at the end of the week, you would wonder, how did I go through this week? How do you see? What are you seeing when you come? You cannot see him without his word. In Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, he says that I saw the Lord and he was high. He was high. He was high and lifted up. Are you seeing that he is the God of the heavens and the earth? That he is the one who created the universe? Are you seeing him for who he is? Are you seeing him properly? Like Isaiah, that I saw the Lord. I saw him. I saw him. And when I saw him, he was high. And he was lifted up. How are you seeing him? Are you seeing him for who he is? That he is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. The one who is, who was, and who is to come. Are you seeing him for who he is? That he is the one who cannot lie. Nor the son of man that he should change his mind. Has he not said it? And will he not be? Are you seeing that there is nothing impossible with this God that I'm serving? Do you see him for who he is? That he is your shoulder your buckler. Are you seeing him for who he is? That he is the one who is your provider. He provides you anyway. He might not bring it the way you want it, but he brings it anyway. Are you seeing him for who he is? That he is the way maker. He is the one who makes a way not because there is a way, but because there is no way. He decides to create a way to baffle your mind. That is who he is. That is how you have to see him. Are you seeing him properly? How do you see him? How do you see when you come? How do you see? How do you see? How do you see? How do you see? Do you see that he is your fortress? He will not suffer your foot to be moved. That he is your rock. That he is your strength. That he is your help in times of need. The very present help. Is that how you see him or you see him differently? Do you see him differently? Are you seeing him that he is the God of the universe, the God all by himself? The one who from ancient past has not changed. Is it the God you are seeing or you are seeing some other God? And like the Hebrew boys, they knew that they were going into the furnace fire. A furnace that has been heated seven times over. And they said, oh King Nebuchadnezzar, you can do your worst. We end bowing to your God. There is only one that we see, and that is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is the I am that he is the one you you are bowing to too many people. 
you are worshiping too many gods that even the people around you are confused as to the god you are serving anything goes you just go with the flow you have no stand for that matter you have no standard if you don't take a stand you don't have a standard but these men decided to take a stand for god and that was their standard that you and I always refer to how do you see do you see him for who he is ask your neighbor how are you seeing and what are you seeing why are you looking so depressed when you come to church you are looking so sad what do you see that makes you sad you are in the presence of the i am that i am whatever it is you are looking for he is that is why he is i am that i am if it is healing i am if it is shelter i am if it is protection i am he is i am that i am whatever that you are looking for he is that is who he is you cannot see him for who he is you cannot if you don't know where to find him you are not responding properly because you are not seeing well these men lost their dignity they lost you see the one of the enemies of worship is self awareness you are too aware how you look when your hand is lifted how do you look when you decide to even cry in worship your face your makeup will be all messed up too much self aware that is the enemy to the king of kings you came to worship notice if you will that when these men met herod they didn't bow they gave him the proper recognition as the king but they asked where is the king that is to be born where is the king of kings and the lord of lords for we have seen his star we came to worship that one that is the one we came to worship and when they saw the king of kings and the lord of the bible says that they changed their posture they gave him honor and humbled themselves who are you bowing to is it herod you are bowing to he doesn't deserve it but this king of kings and the lord of lords you might be oh the king oh herod but there is a king that is above your kingdom there is a lord that is above you oh lord herod and that is the one we came to worship who do you worship who do you bow to there is something about worship that even satan wanted to give up everything if he would have it in matthew chapter 8 matthew chapter 4 verses 8 to to now bible says that satan told jesus i will give you all these things if you will only bow and worship even satan was willing to give up everything if he will receive worship who are you worshiping there is something about it worship attracts the presence of god that is why king nebuchadnezzar could say that did we we put three men how is it that i see a fourth and the fourth is like the son of god you want the presence of god 
learn to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You want to hear from heaven? Learn to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Bible says in the verse 12 that having been warned divinely in dream that they shouldn't go back the same way they went, they went another way. You see, the first time they saw a star and then when they got to Herod, the word was interpreted for them. Somebody gave them interpretation of the word. But when they had an encounter with this Jesus and they worshipped him, Bible says that they heard from heaven. You see, that, that, there's only one highway in worship and it goes directly to the one who deserves it. It doesn't go to the left or to the right. It goes straight to the throne room of grace. You want to hear him talk to you? Learn to worship him. Learn to give him the praise and the honor that he deserves. And worship, there is something about it. When you have encounter with this Jesus, he leads you in the path of righteousness. He led this man to safety because of worship. Why did you come? What do you believe in your coming? What do you see? Who do you worship? Stand to your feet. If you have been getting it wrong, you want to pray briefly and say, Holy Spirit, help me get it right. I've been getting it all wrong. I've been coming with the wrong motive and the wrong attitude. I've been coming looking at the faces of human beings, of people. I've been failing to see you. I've been getting it all wrong. Holy Spirit, help me, help me, help me get it right. You want to pray. Holy Spirit, help me get it right. Help me get it right. I want to get it right. I want to get it right this time. I don't want to get it wrong. I want to get it right. 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 I didn't come to worship any other man. I didn't come to meet a man. Hitherto, I've been thinking and I've been disappointed and I'm regretting because it was a man that I thought I was coming to see. But today, but today, but today, as your understanding and as your revelation has come, Help me to get it right. When I come, may I see exalted him. And he has given him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name Jesus. Every knee, every knee, every knee, every knee bows. And every tongue confesses that he is God. Even to the glory of God the Father. Somebody you want to worship this God. Somebody you just want to give him all the praise. You want to give him stand. But because he is the king of kings, you want to say, oh, lift up your head. Oh, you can't be lifted up, you everlasting God, because the king of glory is coming. And who is this king of glory? He is the Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty. Say, hallowed be your holy name. We join the angels, oh God. We join the angels in saying, worthy, oh, you are you worthy, worthy, worthy. 
Men can say they are powerful, but you are all powerful. Men can say they are mighty, but you are the almighty God. Yes, men can say they are kings, but you are the king above every king. Men can say they are lords, but you are the Lord above every lord. You are the omnipotent, the omnipresent. You are Father of God, the I am that I am. This afternoon, we surrender unto you, and we, oh God, surrender our everything. And we say, receive all glory. Receive all honor. We didn't come to ask. We've been asking too many times. Today we came to give. 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 And we came to prepare the food for you. For you to enjoy it. It's about time we prepared food for you. It is about time we stop asking. This afternoon, Lord, we say, oh Lord, that as we worship, may your throne be established in our midst. Be honored, oh God, and be Lord. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. You want to celebrate the Lord in the house?